Welcome back to Would You Game, the podcast where we try to keep you up to date on all news and gaming and cover other topics as we go as well. I'm as your host as always, Chris, and today I wanted to take a look at indie games in particular and discuss how they've came to prominence and how some of those titles might just be more bang for your buck, might offer more bang for your buck than a lot of the AAA titles that we get these days. So, as always, if you're new here, thank you for tuning in. Like, subscribe, let us know what we can do to make the, the podcast better. You can always email us at thewoodyougaming at gmail.com. But let's dive right into this. Indie games are not anything new. They first began back when there were smaller PC networks, when things were first starting to come online. And there were indie titles that were sold via the the floppy disk they would be sold and sent out to your home now mind you these were never going to be anything you would play on the mainstay consoles like the nintendo's segas the playstations these were titles that were pc titles only and that that trend seems to continue today at least uh the the indie titles come from pc a lot of times because we'll see pc games make the transition over to switch playstation xbox and it is not uncommon in this day and age. But back then, that was just the beginning of it. That was the beginning steps for indie developers trying to create games. Someone who might be a small team or just one individual working on a title who might not have the very large budget like one of your EAs or Activision just might have, but had a passion for gaming nonetheless, and they had a story to tell. So they would take the time, and they would they would send these out via mail, sell them out, I mean... Granted, the, the indie devs didn't make a whole ton of money, but they're still not either. Today, they still don't make a large portion of money. Those, they pay licensing fees. They have to pay to, for the uh, kits to test on consoles and everything. So the, the profit margins are razor thin there. Indie games have been around for some time, is my point. They've been around for ages. And recently, during the, a couple, I'd say about 10 years back or so, when we got the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3, the, some of the first titles to offer games that were download only because they had a built-in hard drive, if nothing else. Prior to that, we had the PlayStation 2s, and the normal Xbox had a hard drive, but it was just it was just for saving the internal games there for Xbox. There was no way to download titles offline that I know of, at least. If I'm mistaken, let me know. Feel free to call me out on that. As far as I know, though, there was no way to download titles like we got but when the 360 generation rolled around we had titles such as castle crashers they were titles that showed the gaming world that we were ready for ending games that these are some titles that might be less expensive not might be as long as AAA titles in some cases at least back then we'll get to that though but they were good games nonetheless they were there was a good time to be had there and having just recently picked up castle crashers and played it Within the last two years, I've got to say that was a pretty good game. So, I mean, they did, a, they did a great job there, and I'm glad that opened the way for all the indie games that came thereafter because, by and large, I am an indie game lover. I still buy the AAA titles, the staples that I might like to play, but I buy a ton of indie games as well. I've sunk countless hours into games such as Moonlighter, Enter, Enter the Gungeon, Into Guacamelee. I've sunk hours and hours into these games that are just smaller budget games but are just either so charming or so fun to play that I just can't put them down. 
my main focus of today's topic on the podcast, I really wanted to cover how there is a lot of times, and it's not always the case, mind you, we do, it's not always the case, but there a lot of times these games will be better than some of the AAA titles that might be put out by these larger companies. So, I mean, that you're still going to have your titles by people like Bethesda or or one of the larger companies like uh, CDPR who off, they offer 80 plus hour experiences. You can dive into that and you could just you can lose weeks in those games. You can lose weeks, months, and goodness, if you go back to Skyrim, you can lose you can lose a whole year in that guy. I know, I've done it. But these are these are great games, but if we look at some of the other titles that are released these days, they are shorter campaigns or no campaign at all in some cases, MMO massive multiplayer online games that just want to drain us of our wallets with cosmetics or decorations. And we're not getting as much value out of those games for the money we put in a lot of times. I feel like at least. When I can drop $60 on the latest Call of Duty and the campaign's like six hours long, maybe eight. I think it was what it was was the Modern Warfare series. That's that's just a sad story because I, I pay 60 for this game. I think I bought it on sale, but I digress a bit here. I spent my money. You guys put all this money into the game and... We have a very short story. I get it. These games cost a lot of money to make. Cinematics are not cheap. Have to hire actors, motion capture, animation, everything. I get it. I get it. There's a lot that goes into it. I just feel like at the end of the day, we're getting shorter and shorter stories out of some of these companies. Not all, mind you. But at the same time, we have these indie developers who might pour their heart and soul into a game for years over years. They might be the only developer in that game's life cycle. There might be nobody else working on it. I mean, they might be the chief, uh, the the project manager. They might handle the music, the animation, pixel art, etc. They just offer hours and hours of enjoyment. Now, I've been playing Children of Morta with a friend of mine, and this is a smaller budget game, but there are hours and hours of fun to be had in that games like Hades. I mean, even Supergiant is a... They're mid, I'd call them mid-size. They're not a smaller company, they're mid-size. But for the price, $30, $35, I think, in some cases, you have so long you can play Hades for. Because there's just countless runs through there. It might be running through the same place, but it feels fresh almost every time. Different weapons, changing different weapons, getting different perks. They just add enjoyment to the game. And I think this is a lesson that some of these larger companies really need to learn reusing some of those assets that they have that they poured all the money into to try to create some longevity for their games because they just seem so short these days. Mind you, there are those Assassin's Creed formula games, like I've said, that just are going to take you weeks upon weeks to finish if you're out there trying to be the completionist, collecting everything that you can see. But I've grown past that in these days. I don't want Completion for completion's sake. I don't want just busy work. I want something I'm going to enjoy playing. And I think that's why I love some of these indie games so much. My favorite indie game by far is Enter the Gungeon. Those guys put that game out and they supported it for years after that. There were so many free DLCs that offered so much additional content. Weapons, bosses, an additional floor, extra endings. There was just so much that they poured into it. And that was well after they had already sold many copies of the games. 
This is not a season pass, mind you, not a battle pass. No additional cost to you. You got all this. So to me, if a smaller company like that who is not making as much money can do it, these larger companies who are raking in millions who think that it's okay to charge us $70 for a game really need to step their freaking game up, man. Because to me, at the end of the day, we as a consumer suffer when they pour less and less into it. And when we continue to buy their products at full price and it has missing content, cut content for the sake of selling it to you as DLC, to me it promotes mediocrity. It promotes the idea of, hey, we can provide the consumer less and less. They're going to pay for this. Look, we charge $10 more for this game and they're still buying it up. There's a two-hour campaign in this game, but they're going to love it. And then, hey, if they want additional, they can pay for the DLC. I just I just do not like the practice of cutting content for the sake of DLC. We're providing less for us as gamers, as the consumer, to be able to enjoy over time to come. They should be putting as much as they can in these games to a limit. Whatever they're capable of doing, give us the value we're paying for is all I ask. I don't think it's too much to ask. I mean, granted, game prices have not increased in years, but 60 bucks was still a lot of money, man. That's still that's still a, a chunk of money when there's a lot of people who make sub $10 an hour. I mean, minimum wage is like, in my area, it's like, I think it's seven twenty-five, might be eight twenty-five, something like that. It is not much. So you've got people who just are just getting squeezed for every penny they have through microtransactions or anything of the like. I just feel like we need, we in the industry need some change. If we're going to make this a sustainable thing for the future, I, I want my kid to be able to grow up and play these games and enjoy them. We enjoy playing them together. I want her to enjoy that and to get value out of her hard-earned money as well. I don't think it's a whole lot to ask for these companies to just provide something like that. These indie games... These indie companies in particular, like companies like the Thomas Hap uh, Games LLC, that's one man. He did all of Axiom Verge himself. It took him years to do so. It was like a side project. And then we have the developers for uh, Celeste there. I mean, there was only two individuals that worked on that game from what I saw. There was uh, Maddie Thorson. is written and programmed by... Noel Berry, two people, came up with Celeste. And Celeste, in particular, was one of those games that I bought through Limited Run. It took a long time for that game to even ship out. Do you want to know why? It's because the developers wanted to ensure that all DLC was on that disc for future preservation purposes. They wanted to ensure that people buying their game got everything. Now, when you compare this with something like the latest Call of Duty, or for God's sake, let's look back at CD Projekt Red for a minute and uh, Cyberpunk 2077, that have massive day one patches, they can't even be bothered to include everything on the disc, using up our limited bandwidth, our limited uh, internet service provided, in my case, because I'm sitting at like 50 gigs a month. It just is night and day between the two. It speaks volumes to what they view about the consumer and how they feel about their target audience. One wants to give them the most value possible, ensuring they have everything available. The other wants to rush it out the door for a profit. This could just be my point of view, but I really do not think it is. Because I look at games like, uh, let's see, I mean, games in particular are just pushing towards live services these days. 
They want to engage the player base, keep them in there, sell them DLC, sell them cosmetics, just keep you in that environment so they can get more money out of you. And I feel like it's just super scummy and it's not a good business model. It's not sustainable in the least. It'll blow up in their faces eventually. And then at that point, hopefully we'll reset back to zero and we'll have something more akin to what we once had where you purchase something, it's all on the Carter disc or they sell all as one, no DLC included. I know this is wishful thinking and as we push Thor forward to a digital only future, it's not very realistic, but I, I think we need something like this. It might not be fully like that, but there needs to be something that happens to fix things, to make things better for us as the consumer. Like I said, indie games are great. These AAA games that come out, I'm, I'm still going to buy them. It's just a terrible inconvenience having to download a 50 gig day one patch or having to uh, pay for DLC for cut content. As always, this is Chris here with Would You Gaming. Let me know what you thought, anything we can do to improve, and you guys enjoy.